Cool. Uh, Open the door to war. It was a message that I preached at a conference that I re-preached it here, and um, I felt to do it as part of this upgrade uh, series. Um, and I want to do a little bit more teaching on a similar topic, um, but I want to talk about uh, the identity of being a warrior, and uh, not a warrior as in anxious and worrying, but a warrior who fights. We talked last week about the uh, revelation that the God that we worship is a warrior. Um, so I want to read a couple of scriptures here. In Zephaniah 3.17, it says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. The mighty warrior who saves. Uh, he will take great delight in you in his love. He will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. But that second line, the mighty warrior who saves. So he is a fighter. We talked about during worship, he's a defender. In Exodus 15, 3, let's have a look at this next scripture. It says, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. And we look at the word Lord. Uh, Lord means ruler. It means uh, uh, victorious soldier. It means governing. It means uh, ruling and reigning. And the Lord is usually the leader of an army, the Lord of an army, the Lord of a territory. And the Lord uh, not only has authority of that territory, but usually is a part of a team or an army that takes other territory. And so this is the nature of the God that we worship. And it's important to, we, we taught last week, it's important to get this. Because again, God is wanting to uh, continue to build you up in the likeness of his own image. And so when we study the different facets of the character of God, it enables us to have a balanced approach around how we want to build in our own identity in God. And so kind of last week, I was encouraging people that um, if you only feed a certain part of your Christian identity because you're only really focusing on a certain part of God's identity, then you'll miss out. For example, if you only focus on the soft, peaceful, loving side of uh, the Father, and there's nothing wrong with that part, it's amazing, right? We don't... You don't, we, don't want to, we don't want a God who's not loving and not into providing peace to us and, and that type of thing. But if we only focus on understanding that part of God's character and we don't capture the revelation of the warrior side of God, it means that it's going to be a lot more challenging for us to develop the different facets of God's character. Who, who's, who gets that? Who believes that, right? So these scriptures here are just encouraging us to, again, awaken. Um, there is a militant version or a militant part of God. Uh, what do we mean by militant? As in really strong, determined to take over, right? An overcomer. Do you know that God, when we say God is a God of victory, I mean God wants to win, right? And I think sometimes when you hear the word competition or competitiveness, I know there's a lot of negativity around that. And we always encourage people, when you're in a community like this, you've got to be careful not to compete with each other, not to compare with one another, because that never creates good fruit. Having said that, there is some positivity to the aspects of being competitive, okay? Uh, we know there's some negative aspects, but did you know that the God that we worship is a competitive God? Come on now. Uh, let's awaken to this. He is a competitive God. He will not allow any other smaller gods to to steal his glory. Come on now. He doesn't want other gods to get victory over him. He, he doesn't want other people worshiping other gods. He's competitive. He will compete for your heart, right? He will fight for you. He will defend. He is competitive. He wants to win. Who realizes that? 
So if this is the nature of our God, my challenge to you is, what amount of reflection is that nature inside of you? Not are you being competitive against other people, but what's the desire inside of you like to win? To want to win in life? To want to be a person of victory, right? Uh, Who knows if you come up against opposition and you're on a pathway to want to win, that should actually make you more determined, right? I know my, my brother here, Henry, right? He, he's like a mentor and a coach in boxing. Some of his boys do boxing, right? And I'm sure there's strategies in boxing that if your opposition has a bit of a go, then you've got to try to mentally get fired up by that, right? Right? Well, the key here is, is that uh, I want to say this to you. The setbacks in your life and the things that have hindered you at times actually set you up to come back. Uh, who's ever seen that, that movie of Rocky? right? Uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Sylvester Stallone. Um, God bless him. You know, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, but I love the, particularly the first Rocky movie. And there's some significant scenes, famous scenes in Rocky where he's just knocked down, right? And you think he's just not going to get back up, right? And there's this blood coming kind of out of the side of his jaw. And you're saying, this guy is down and he's out, right? And then the soundtrack starts to build, right? And you're like, get up. On the inside, you're watching the movie and going, And he's not moving. And you're like, come on. Get up. You can do it. And the guy's name, come on. Right? Or who, ha- who has ever watched Karate Kid? Right? And the guy wearing the black, and he just does this massive sidekick. Oh, gosh. I, could you, are you? <laughs> okay. Just imagine <laughs> that I was able to do that. I don't want to injure myself, and then we need some... Real activation of prayer. <laughs> you know that scene, though? The guy and, and, and the, young, the young guy who's in the, in the wine, I can't remember the character's name, but he's been trained by the, the karate guru, and he comes from down there, and he gets this massive sidekick, and he's down. And it's like the, the climactic scene of the movie, and you're thinking, oh, get up. Come on, don't, don't, don't be defeated by that bad guy. Don't let that bad guy win. Don't let that cruel, nasty, self-centered guy win. Get up! Right? You're like, come on, you can do it. Who's ever watched while you're eating popcorn going, cut up? Right? In different movies. Who's ever watched uh, Gladiator? With Russell Crowe, right? Yeah. There's these, you know, who's ever watched 300? Right? These epic movies or, you know, Karate Kid or whatever. There's something in your human nature that wants to see people come back, that wants to see people respond to when they've been intimidated or hit with a blow by some type of enemy. Come on. And particularly when that enemy hasn't had a good character, right? There's something within us. And I want to say this, that there is actually something, that thing within you that responds to those movies. Can I tell you, I think that that's a God design thing because we're made in God's image, and God is like that. God's like, come on. Get, so when he, when he sees you get knocked around by the enemy sometimes in life, or he sees you get set by, by circumstances, right? God's not there looking at you going, I told you so. And you just lie down there and you learn your lesson, right? He's not saying that. No, he's saying, come on. Get back up. Come on. Come on. 
And the more important thing is, is he's not just saying get back up, but he's reaching down to you and he's picking you up and he's breathing your life into you as long as you want to receive it and you want to embrace it. And so I want to say this to you, that I believe in this season that God is wanting to establish an upgrade. He's wanting to upgrade this identity of us that we're called to fight. Isaiah 42, 13 says, the Lord will march out like a mighty man, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal with a shout. He will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. Who likes that scripture? I think some of us are distracted by the fan being turned on, so I'll read it again. The Lord will march out like a mighty man, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal. What does zeal mean? It means a desire. It means a passion to want to win. Zeal, passion, drive, determination, zeal, charisma, a sense of woohoo, zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. Jeremiah 20, 11 says, But the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior, so my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. And so uh, I want to talk about uh, a key point here. Um, let's have a look at this next slide. We touched on this last week, but I want to drill this in a little bit. Warriors overcome. What does the word overcome mean? Someone shout it out to me. What does it mean? Victory. What else does it mean? Triumphant. Yes. Good. Uh, Yeah. The other thing too is to overcome means that you had to have something to overcome. Something had to happen to you to overcome. I think a lot of us, we focus too much on the things that we have to overcome rather than overcoming the things that we have to overcome. Think about that for a second. There's a point to what I just said, right? I think sometimes we focus too much on the things that we have to overcome rather than focusing on overcoming the things that we have to overcome. As in deliberately focusing on opening that door to war and go, you know what? This is a setback. This is the situation. I'm hindered. I'm hurt. I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed. I'm feeling lack of confidence. This person's done this. This person hasn't done this. Or I have done this. Or I haven't done this. And I think we focus so much and analyze so much on all the things that we've got to overcome. And yet what we should do is we should focus on our determination to want to start overcoming those things that we've got to overcome. And how do we start doing that? We've got to go to our God, who's a mighty warrior, and say, God, I need you to raise me up and position me to battle. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling weary. I'm feeling battle uh, weary, God. But you are the God of victory. And so, God, I need you. Where I'm weak, I need your strength. I need you to be strong. So, God, I need you to pour your anointing into me. I need you to, uh, I need to get something from your word. I need to get some sense of direction. I need to, to, to hear you say, come on, get up now. Come on, it's time to fight. Come on, take this on. Take over. Come on, overcome this thing. Tear it down. Uh, pull it down. Rip its head off, whatever you need to do spiritually, right? Warriors overcome. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be straightforward here. It's actually hard to teach this. Because you have to catch it. You have to catch it. You have to catch that desire to want to win. I believe there's, there's like an impartation. I'll share this story with you. Uh, the first year that I was a Christian, I'd come out of a season of depression and addiction. But I was still very much in, you know, a place of uh, weakness spiritually. And God was strengthening me and uh, 
repairing me and establishing me. But if anything happened that wasn't planned, I'd be like, oh no, not again. Oh, this has happened again. <sighs> Seriously, why is my life so... Uh? And I, I said to God in this season, I said, God, I'm really sick of being this kind of person. I'm sick of being the person that is just constantly drowning in losing. And I was a Christian, worshipping this God of victory, but I had to have an aha moment. And the aha moment came when I saw people around me who weren't like that. These were Christians who, if something happened, they'd flick a switch. And they'd get in and they'd pray. Something happened, they'd get in and they'd worship. Something happened, they'd start finding a strategy in the Word of God. Right? There was a determined... Now, they weren't perfect, but there was a determination to win. They came up against an adversary, some type of obstacle, some type of a wall any circumstance or situation that was frustrating, annoying, something didn't go to plan, someone hurt them, they would deal with it by actually using the battle plans that God had given them the Bible. And I watched them. And I saw how they went to task in starting to, to fight, to decree, to pray, to praise God in that situation. And can I tell you, I caught that. Because it was like, mm, there's something there that I not only want, but I need it. But you know what? Let me tell you this. It was more important that I wanted it than I needed it. Can I be honest? You can talk back? Okay. I think some of our biggest problems is we need stuff, but we don't want it. Spiritually. Uh, over the years that Sarah and I passed, we had the honor of pastoring, there's probably one thing that still annoys me today to do with ministry. And that is, there are some things that you just can't teach people. Uh, you can educate them, you can try and teach them, you can try and guide them, you can try to encourage them, you can try to mentor them. But can I tell you, there are some things spiritually that people have to catch. And they can only catch it if they actually have a desire for it. Sometimes the reason for your biggest ongoing frustrations in life will be because you're so focused on the frustrating circumstance and you need a breakthrough, but you don't want it badly enough to want to actually become uncomfortable to get what you need spiritually to actually be established and designed to be able to overcome that thing consistently. And so sometimes a frustrating thing is that you see people in cycles and you know that God has a strategy or a plan or a way, not just to get them out of that problem, but to actually establish them and shift something on the inside of them to enable them to be the person that when they encounter that thing again, they'll be able to overcome it with the God's strength on the inside. But there are some times when people, they face a circumstance or a situation 
And instead of actually wanting God to do something on the inside of them, as in wanting, uh, to, wanting that desire to actually want to, to, to know what it feels like, that when you face adversity, that you have a competitive uh, nature in you, that you do not want to be defeated for too long, right? That there's something on the inside of you that actually, and it's a God thing that you have to catch. You can't manufacture it yourself but you have to want it to be able to catch it. You've got you to say, God, God, change me. Lord, Lord, make me. Make me a determined person. Make me someone through your power and your strength. But Lord, place something in me that makes me undefeatable, that makes me a warrior, that makes me someone who's, who's got a competitive spiritual nature, that if any obstacle or, or scheme or plan of the enemy, any situation, any failed relationship, any sense of betrayal, any hiccup of the plan or purposes of God in my life, anything that even just, you know, struggling maybe to pay a bill, whatever it is, whatever that thing is that, that kind of gets in front of me, whether, whether it, it, it maybe it's something in my headspace that gets in front of me that I trip over, that I, I actually want to, I, I, I have a want, I have a desire to not always be defeated, that I want to actually have something on the inside of me, give birth to wanting to like Rocky who's down, to actually to want to get up, to want to get up. And to want to win. Let me share this story to illustrate. There's a story of a guy and he really, really needed to go to this conference. And uh, this conference was held at a hotel and the hotel was somewhat expensive. So he saved and he saved and he saved up for being able to attend this conference and being able to stay at this hotel. And then as he got to the hotel, he was able to save enough money, got to the hotel, registered for the conference, was there staying at the hotel. And then he realized at uh, lunchtime and breakfast time and dinner time that all the other conference delegates, uh, you know, they were eating, but he didn't have enough money to pay for food because he pretty much only had the money to pay for accommodation. And so what he did so he wasn't embarrassed is he'd stay out on the veranda and he'd just take... Uh, a glass of water out there because the water, uh, you know, was there. And he thought, okay, well, that's obviously complimentary. That's free. So he'd go out to the balcony so he wasn't embarrassed by anyone and he'd have these sips of water. And day one, he pretty much fasted the whole day, didn't partake in the breakfast, the lunch, the dinner, just had water and he survived, right? And so the next day of conference, he did the same thing. So by day three, this guy was starving, right? He was so hungry, the smell of the, the food was coming outside as, as people were eating. Anyway, this other conference delegate noticed that this guy every day kept going out in the van. It was day three. So he decided to park his lunch and he went outside and he said, Hey, Steve, what are you doing? What, notice you, you, you're not eating. You don't, you don't like the food? Or why don't you come and sit next to me and we'll have lunch together today? And he said, Oh, no, no, sorry. Um, this, this may seem really embarrassing, but... I really need to be at this conference because I thought there was something here, but I only was able to save enough money for the flight and also the accommodation. I just, I don't have any money for the food. And the guys look at him going, Steve, all the food is part of the conference ticket. Like it's all complimentary. Dude, you're missing out. This food is amazing. It's day three. The lunch buffet is almost finished and you've got the dinner tonight. Brother, come and eat. And how do you think Steve felt? Dope. Right? What 
did I do? Ah! Do you know sometimes our Christianity can be like that? Think about it. That Jesus has paid the price for you, not just to be saved, but to walk in victory. And I think sometimes we, we know that in theory. And I think partly we believe in it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make a real challenging statement right now, okay? And that is, you can't just know it, and you can't just need it. You've got to want victory. And you can't teach someone to want victory. I can't train you to want something. You've got to catch that desire. So if you're sitting here today and there's, there's a particular part of your life that maybe you've struggled in and there's ongoing defeat, my challenge to you would be, how much do you want victory? Because that's the starting point. So you can cry out and, and, and be frustrated and woe is me every time the circumstance swings around again. But the responsibility actually starts with your desire to want to get victory. And this is the funny thing. If you don't have that desire, guess what? Tell God, ask of God to birth that desire in you. Now watch this. This is the crazy thing. You ready? We're going to have a little aha moment just for a moment. And this little aha moment is going to do something precise. It's going to shine a big light on all of us taking personal responsibility. Are you ready? that we can no longer have any excuses ever again to do with this particular part of our life. As in, if you're defeated in something, there's something that you can do that's within your power that will remove all the excuses. Are you ready? Is anyone ready? Watch this. If you don't have a desire to want to get victory in a certain area, then you need to ask God for that desire. But watch this. Usually, if you don't have a desire... You don't have a desire to want to ask God for that desire. Mm. So what does that mean? That means we have to face this truth. What's your preference? Is your preference living in the comfort of defeat? Ooh, did I say defeat can be comfortable? Oh, yeah. Think about Rocky. He's being bashed a couple of times in the face, the belly, the muscles, right? And he's down. And there's that count. What do you think? Do you think it's more comfortable for him to stay on the floor? Or do you think it's more comfortable for him to battle to just get to his feet and take on that thing? What do you think is more comfortable? Yeah, someone, someone left your volume and shouted at me. Yeah, staying on the floor. Now watch this. How do we make defeat even more comfortable? Because you're thinking, well, yeah, it is more comfortable to stay on the floor. But how do we make it even more comfortable? Yeah, you stay there. But you make it more comfortable because you justify why you stay there, why you're, why you're staying there. And the justification is sometimes your most comfortable teddy bear that you will hug spiritually for seasons. 
and they're called excuses. Excuses. <laughs> I won't do that again. What I want to do is, uh, I just want to, I'm just, I'm just, you know what? You know when uh, there's a particular ingredient to a meal? There's a particular ingredient to a meal. And you know that you have, if you have to get the flavor right, you just have to make sure that that ingredient is the, is the priority. Because if you, if you kind of get everything else focused, but you forget that ingredient, it's a whole waste of time. If you've ever had a chicken curry and it's got nice carrot and an onion, bit of garlic, but it's actually got that real lack of curry uh, stuff to it, like the chili. Can you tell I'm a master chef? I don't know what even what I'm talking about. <laughs> right? This message today, uh, I could bring the carrot, the potato, the onion, and the chicken, but at the end of the day, I'm parking all that, and I just want to bring the main ingredient, and that is this. You have got to face, you've got to face the lack of desire in your life to want victory. Can I tell you that the biggest giant that I believe any Christian has to overcome is the lack of desire to want victory. And I'm bringing this message to you and it's confronting. I can even see a couple of people here. It's quite confronting. Not in a horrible way, but it's, it's revealing some things. Now, there's all different reasons why sometimes our desire to want victory uh, can be lacking. Maybe because we're just, we're just so tired or we're battle weary. But can I tell you this? Like Rocky, the God that you worship, the author of your life, He wants to send you a message today. And the message is this. I did not design you to feel comfortable in defeat. I didn't design you to be like that. Ultimately, what God's saying is, that's not who you are. And so, to be who you are, to step more into who you are in Christ, I think one of the most key, key ingredients that God is wanting to bring all of our attention to today is looking at the level of desire that you have to want victory in your life. And all of us have got a story. Is this okay that I'm just preaching from the heart here? Is that okay? We're going to finish up real soon because this is kind of the main thing I wanted to preach today. There's an impartation anointing here and I just want to get this into you. Is that okay? Because I want you to get motivated to seek after God this week and say, God, where I'm lacking that desire to want victory, because that's the starting point, that's the key ingredient, right? For your Christianity to have real spice, for your Christian walk to have real oomph of flavor. Man, the core ingredient that you need to ask God for is, God, I need you to give me desire and a want for victory in areas that I'm feeling defeated in or I felt comfortable in being defeated. God, I need you to bring this fresh ingredient to my life. And so going back to the point, and that is God wants to birth this warrior thing in us and it's a desire to want to win. It's a competitive thing. And I want to uh, share this with you. Let's just go to Mark eleven twenty three. I'm going to finish with this. I'm going to ask the musos to come, and then we're going to pray. 
Mark 11, 23. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. So you have a covenant with God. You have a promise from God that you are able to overcome things in your life. That you are undefeatable with the power of God inside you. You're undefeatable. Did you know that? Did you know that? You are undefeatable, church. You have that undefeatable spirit on the inside of you. And so when we look here at Mark, let's read it again. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, what does the mountain represent? It represents defeat. It represents a giant. It represents a circumstance, a situation, an attitude, a mindset, a relationship, a hindrance, a hurdle, a wall. Something that's stubborn, that's in your face, that's saying this to you. You're not getting it around me. You're not going to get over me. You're certainly not going to get through me. And don't even think about trying to get underneath me. You are stuck here and I'm blocking your way from moving forward. That can be an addiction. That can be a, a, a poor mindset. That could be relational dysfunction. It could be just thinking lowly of yourself, a lack of confidence. We had a wonderful event last night celebrating 21st birthday of Sophia. And I got to sit with a couple at a table and I spoke to this young man who has a vision for business. And I said to him, you know what? You can do it. It starts here. And then he started saying, oh, but you know what? I don't think I can do it. Because this and this and this has happened to me. And this situation. And I don't have the ability. And I said, "Uh uh-uh. I said, everything that's come out of your mouth over the last minute. Do you know everything that you've said is actually a lie that you're believing? Your victory actually starts here in you believing. And I said this, it's not just your confidence in God, but it's your confidence in yourself. Not that we put our confidence in ourselves, but when you have confidence in God, you start to believe that you can because with God, nothing is impossible. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Now, can I tell you that that... Uh, throw, go and, and tell the mountain to speak. Throw yourself into the sea. What are we talking about there? I mean, what, what's Jesus going on about here? Think about this. I can teach you. The Bible can teach you. Jesus can teach you. That when you look at a situation... And to first take it on spiritually, whether it be a mindset, whatever it is, whether it be a hindrance to decree to that thing. Situation. I say, bow down right now in the name of Jesus. We talked about this last week, that you decree, that you you fight, that you speak to things. But watch this. You can learn what to do. 
But if you don't have the desire, come on now, if you don't have the desire to want to get victory over that mountain, if you've been so com- become so comfortable in your lack of confidence, what do I mean by that? We can get so comfortable in our defeat that we convince ourselves that there's no point to get back up again and tell that thing to move. Well, I want to tell you that's a lie. You've got to get the desire on the inside to want to even position yourself, to want to posture yourself to speak to that situation. I want to tell you right now, there are some things going on in my business life where God's opening a wider door, but there are so many bigger adversaries that I've faced than I've ever faced before. I shared a little bit last week. The more that God is doing amazing things, the more I'm having to eyeball bigger enemies, bigger adversaries. And that's why I'm preaching this message out of this season, this place. It will be done for them. Things will shift. God wants...